Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. If you are listening to this podcast on Monday, which is when it's released, well done, because I wanted this to reach your ears this Monday. If you're listening to it on another day, it actually doesn't matter in the slightest, but in my head, this was a poignant message to hear on a Monday. Now, before we get into today's episode, I don't know why that sounded so patronising, but before we get into it, I just want to be clear. If I ever give you tough love, it's because I think it's what you need to hear at the time and I know you can achieve more than you are. It always comes from a place of wanting the best for you. And so with that said, the theme of today's podcast is it's not meant to be easy. Something that comes up quite regularly with clients is something along the lines of, I find it really hard not to overeat on chocolate, what should I do? Or sometimes I don't want to exercise, what should I do? Or there are days when I just don't feel like going for a walk, what should I do? And the answer is, things are sometimes hard. And getting in shape is hard. I'm going to talk about not making it harder than it needs to be. But at the end of the day, even if you're doing everything right and you're not over-restricting, like it, it will still be hard. There will still be times that it is hard and you should expect it to be hard. I think sometimes there's like almost a surprise that, oh, I'm actually quite hungry. Like I kind of still want to eat some chocolate. Yeah, most of us do. Even the people that are in shape still want to eat that chocolate. Unfortunately, there isn't a secret there. It's also hard for the people that make it look easy, is the point I'm trying to make. I will sometimes get questions like, do you ever overeat unintentionally? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. I am also human. But I don't beat myself up about it and by working on things like not labeling food good or bad and giving myself unconditional permission to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, but also choosing when it is appropriate to eat something or not, given my goals at the time, I've removed a lot of the restriction and actually it's the perceived restriction that often makes dieting much harder than it needs to be. And I think it's important to remember that restriction isn't absolute, like something isn't restrictive or not. Restriction is perceived. Some people will feel very restricted on a certain diet that other people won't feel restricted on. Another thing that has helped me more recently is I also try to be, (laughs) I doubt that anyone will be surprised by this, but logical with my choices acknowledging that as humans we are absolutely awful at making rational decisions has actually really helped me be more logical in my decisions or more rational in my decisions because I question my feelings now instead of just letting them guide me or accepting them or thinking that they have meaning or purpose which they don't necessarily do which in itself is quite an interesting concept it's not what I particularly want to talk about today but I think the first time I heard about this was, I don't know who said it because I think a lot of people say this, was maybe Amelia talking to me, let's be real, probably was, 
But when people say things like, you are not my thoughts. <laughs> Sorry, that makes no sense. When people say things like, you are not your thoughts. <laughs> and the idea behind it being, you should let your thoughts come and go and not judge them. I mean, maybe I heard that at the end of a yoga session or um, in meditation or something or meditation practice. And I'll be completely honest, it didn't resonate with me and I didn't really get it. I was like, yeah, I kind of get it. So you want to drift off and not really think about what's coming into your head. So I get it, but I also can't do it because I don't know how to switch off. So if you're also coming at this from that level, <laughs> then um, bear with me because hopefully this will make sense. We have been conditioned or it's kind of been ingrained into us to think that our thoughts have meaning and thus we should act on them but that isn't necessarily true and it's human nature to want to know a why for everything and to make sense of things and it's unsettling for example to not know why you've put on five pounds overnight but that doesn't change the fact that you have and knowing that it can't possibly be fat often isn't enough to stop us overthinking it. But the problem here is that your thoughts or your overthinking influences how you feel and how you feel influences how you act. So for example, in this example, your thoughts are that you've ruined your diet because the scales have gone up. That influences how you feel. You feel pretty down about that and you feel like giving up and that impacts how you act. You end up overeating because of that. Now, that's not particularly mind-blowing, like the, the notion that your thoughts influence how you feel and how you feel influences how you act. But where most people go wrong is they think that how they think is innate and unchangeable and you can't help the way you feel. And I don't think that's true, at least not fully true. So this is where questioning your thoughts comes in. You might think that you need to be perfect, but when you start unpicking that and questioning why you think that, you realize you don't need to be perfect. And that will impact how you feel about eating a little bit more, maybe than you had planned. Because you remember it's your actions over time that matter and that you can simply eat a little bit less for dinner than that evening or eat a little bit less tomorrow to even it out or just draw a line under it and move on. I've spoken before about some of the thoughts that you have about yourself which cannot be objectively true because they can't be. And when you start questioning those thoughts, realizing they can't be true, realizing that they're actually unhelpful, then it makes it far easier to choose to ignore them. Now, I'm not gonna say that that is a simple process and that you won't have a few mental battles with yourself. But that's how you're going to get to a place where you're no longer letting your thoughts and your feelings dictate your actions in a way that you don't want them to. So back to my point, I pause and think before I make choices and I might still make that choice. It's not to say I will always make the choice that aligns with my long-term goals but I am more conscious about it. And knowing that I've chosen to make that choice 
means that I then don't need to regret it or beat myself up after it or feel guilt about it or over restrict massively after it and then set myself up for failure. Instead, you can say, I made that choice, I enjoyed it and now I'm moving on. For example, if it is a puck yes, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you're not an avid follower of the podcast. If it is a puck yes, then I'm having it. Like, then yes. I had a chat with Amelia on the EIQ student live this week. It was kind of about this topic. And she spoke a lot about making sure your calories align with your current values and honoring how you feel. And I spoke about the cost benefit ratio to our decisions. And is this sacrifice worth the benefit you're going to get from it? And how you should keep coming back to that calculation and assessing it with the decisions that you make. Because there will come a point when that balance shifts. So for example, is the pleasure I get from eating the first slice of pizza worth the impact that is going to have on my calories for the rest of the day? let's say that I want to stay on track and the answer to that is yes but is the second slice and the answer to that is maybe but is the third slice no because at that point the cost is now outweighing the benefit so the cost has gone up as in it would be very hard now for me to stay within my calories having three slices of pizza compared to one And also the benefit has gone down because actually you tend to enjoy your first slice much more than you enjoy your third slice. What I found quite interesting about this is it's the same concept, but said in very different ways. And it really highlights how Amelia and I both coach. And I guess more so how our brains work in very different ways. But it's interesting because, yeah, the principles are the same but the way we coach is very different. And that's one of the reasons that there is not a best coach for everyone. Like there are core principles that all coaches should coach. For example, the basics of nutrition, but how they implement that and how they get their information across and how they work with clients is all going to be very different. And that's really your unique selling point. Like that's why I think it's so important that if you are looking for a coach, you make sure it's someone you resonate with back to my point this this might be hard to hear so sit down things are hard some things are hard dieting is quite hard you should fully expect to find dieting hard at times and it's in the same way that you should fully expect to find studying hard at times most things that are worth achieving require some effort and it won't always be easy especially when they require delayed reward which I will come on to shortly but firstly I do I kind of want to cover this because I find this topic quite hard to talk about because I feel like there's two extremes there's people who make dieting way harder than it needs to be and then there's people who assume that dieting is meant to be easy and obviously neither are correct. But given that I've said dieting is quite hard, you certainly don't need to make it harder than it needs to be. So how can you make things easier to set yourself up for success? Number one, I would say give yourself longer than you think. 
Number two, I would say acknowledge and accept that it will be hard at times. Number three, be realistic with your expectations. Number four, don't try to speed up the process. So an analogy that one of the EIQ students used, which I thought was really good actually, was if you were starting your university career, career, um, your university course, and it's a three-year course, you wouldn't expect to finish that in one year. Much the same as it's going to take as long as it takes to lose the amount of body fat that you want to lose or to get to the fitness level required to run a marathon. Now, don't dilly-dally. <laughs> That's a funny saying. But don't make it a longer and more arduous process than it needs to be. Like You don't need to spread out your studying over six years when you could do it in three but equally don't overload yourself so that you burn out like there's no way you could do a full degree in one year it wouldn't be possible and again you're simply setting yourself up for failure I don't remember what number I'm on now but the next one would be have other goals and hobbies so that you're not relying on this for entertainment I think that's something a lot of people fall prey to. It's like, I'm a bit bored of dieting. I'm like, dieting's not meant to be exciting. Once you get the principles nailed in, it's consistency. And actually doing the same thing every day consistently isn't that exciting. My next point would be support, which I think is so important. So be that from your peers, from your coaches, from hopefully both. But having the right support in place is going to make the process far easier and working with a coach will make sure that you are placing your efforts in the right places and that's really important and I think with so many myths in health fitness nutrition exercise a lot of people don't lack effort they're just misplacing that effort so for example they're trying really really hard to cut out carbs that they don't need to do or they're forcing themselves to do fasted cardio that they hate or they really dislike HIIT training, but they've heard that that's the only way they're going to melt away fat. So that's what they're forcing themselves to do, even though actually they love resistance training and they would much prefer to be doing that. And this is a biggie. Do not run from your feelings slash mindset. So by that, I mean, if you're scared of carbs, you need to face that fear. I know that probably sounds silly, but you will never be at peace with your nutrition if you don't face these fears so instead of saying oh I'm a bit scared of carbs I'm just going to keep cutting them out you have to face that and I know that that actually can be really quite a scary thing for a lot of people another example is if you're binging or overeating I mean obviously not binge eating we've discussed that on previous podcasts I was um, threatened for discussing that previously so we'll move on swiftly before I mention any names again but if you are having problems with overeating you need to face that or if there are certain foods that you're like oh as soon as I eat I don't know bread I just tend to overeat and it's like a really that's a trigger for me instead of avoiding that and running from that problem you need to face that problem if you have a poor relationship with the scales work on it rather than just avoiding it And I know that's easier said than done. And I'm certainly not saying it will be easy. But the theme of this podcast is 
the right thing often isn't the easy thing and it's not necessarily meant to be easy. And with the right support, you can certainly get past that. And my last point would be accept and embrace delayed gratification. And by that, I mean the act of resisting smaller, more immediate rewards in order to receive larger rewards later. That, if you get good at implementing, practicing and accepting delayed gratification, you kind of get good at achieving any goal in life that you want. Anything that's worth having really requires an element of delayed reward or delayed gratification. And research shows that delayed reward is linked to academic success, to physical health, to social competence and to psychological well-being. And the concept really is a little bit of self-control and a little bit of patience. Those are kind of the elements that I would say make up this ability to delay reward. The opposite of this is what's known as delay discounting. So this is the preference for smaller and more immediate rewards over larger rewards that are delayed. So the value of something or the value of a reward decreases with the increase in the delay before you receive that reward. So the most famous example of this is the Stanford marshmallow experiment. And this is where children were offered one marshmallow now or two if they waited for 15 minutes. And those who delayed gratification as children were shown to score higher in their SATs as teenagers and were less likely to be overweight as adults. And each extra minute that the child waited for the marshmallow correlated to a 0.2% reduction in BMI 30 years later, which is quite incredible. Incredible. I will say that actually a lot of this has been questioned this research so take all of that with a pinch of salt I don't think that it's something that's basically I think the issue with this research is that it's almost like delayed reward is innate you're born with it children have it if they have it they do well if they don't they they don't do well as if it can't be something that's taught to someone or the opposite kind of like taught out of someone So I don't, I think that element of it isn't particularly helpful and hasn't really been um, proven to be true. But being able to delay gratification in order to receive a bigger goal is the foundation of weight loss, building muscle, getting fitter, building a big business, like many, many things, like the boring things that you have to do today to get that bigger reward later turning down an extra portion now will certainly not bring you immediate results and going to the gym once will not get you a great body but when these behaviors are compounded over time you will see results so small subtle changes plus behaviors and habits with time and consistency are what are gonna give you long-term success, especially for your physique goals. One thing I've mentioned before about this, this concept of delayed reward, 
and what makes it really hard is that we see our future selves as strangers and this is exemplified by the fact that we will give time and money to people we love but rarely to our future selves and psychologists have shown that there is this big disconnect between who we are now and how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves in the future and this explains why many behaviors like saving money pensions or even things like considering climate change or the health like our our own future health are really hard to do because we can't see those results now and the problem with a lot of health promoting behaviors is that we can't see the results immediately and they're quite hard to quantify but this comes back to patience again and I think for so many of my clients they actually do enjoy the journey this actually came up in a check-in today like sometimes you are creating your own suffering with impatience so this client was I guess a little bit frustrated by I wouldn't even say she's had slow progress but anyway in her interpretation slow progress but if we reframe this and I ask her are you enjoying the process like do you enjoy eating well and working out anyway and yes this client loves like she I don't think she's ever missed a workout like she's incredible she's a machine does she enjoy eating well yes my point here is would you be doing these same actions if you didn't have an end goal and I genuinely think she would but what a lot of us tend to do and I've certainly done this myself and I see it in so many clients so I'm not like picking on this one I think I think we all do it which is why I want to make the point now why I want anyone who's listening who's being impatient about their results to question this themselves as well by worrying about how long it's taking (laughs) why it took me so long to say the word taking there but by worrying about how long it's taking you are ruining the journey because you're too busy worrying about the destination oh what that is a quote stop ruining the journey by worrying about the destination step aside aristotle okay i think i should end end this the podcast here i really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast i hope it's been very useful and if you have enjoyed it or you do think you know someone who would benefit from listening to it then please do send them the podcast that would mean the world to me and if you want to share it on your story that would make me real real happy Do you know one thing that's been really nice is other personal trainers sharing the podcast because it's so nice to just see trainers like encouraging each other being like oh yeah she said something really well I'm going to share it and not this like feeling that we're all in competition because we're absolutely not like there is no obesity epidemic there are more than enough people that need your help that need our help and there are people that will resonate with me, and there are people that will resonate with you. I also just love the feeling of genuinely wanting other people to do well. Like, I genuinely want to see you do well. I want to see your business do well. I'm not worried about how that impacts me, because it doesn't. What's that saying about candles? Lighting someone's candle doesn't dull your flame? Yeah, I like that. 
I spoke about this in the last podcast, but I'm pretty obsessed with just surrounding myself with people who want to see me do well, but also I want to see do well. Environment dictates performance. Anyway, it's just a feel good time. I'm very happy today and I hope you are too. Oh, and I should probably do my call to actions. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, you do like how I work, how I coach, you do resonate with me and you would like to be coached by me, then head to esgfitness.co.uk. I was going to say forward slash commit six, but I mean, you'll get all the information there. You can choose between one-to-one coaching, group coaching. If you are a personal trainer and you are interested in surrounding yourself with other ambitious and driven people and being pushed yourself, then hit up at AF Mentors on Instagram.